Well, hello there, all the social media channels for the CFP. I'm Rachel Barbeau. I'm your CFP insider, and I am so glad to be here with you for another week of rankings as we march towards the postseason. We've done this for a couple of weeks now. Very excited to bring in Rob Mullins as we await him, the chairperson of the selection committee. He'll be joining us momentarily to talk about the rankings this week and what went into that. What was behind uh, what was behind those rankings? How did they arrive uh, where they did? You know, it's very interesting. I will tell you this. It's the first time that the order of the top 10 remains in the history of the rankings. It's also uh, Alabama is number one for the 15th time in 28, 28 ranking releases. Uh, so I don't know. And we'll be able to talk to Rob about that, about how much discussion was paid to Alabama. Do they have any deficiencies? Uh, Clemson obviously coming in uh, behind them. Notre Dame, Michigan, UGA, Oklahoma. And so just so you know, FYI, uh, throughout the week, you can go to the CFP social media channels, the college football playoff social media channels. And you can drop your questions, leave your name, uh, where you're from, where you're a team, uh, where you're a fan of what team, and we will get make sure that those questions get asked. And so very excited to talk to Rob this week about what went into these rankings. Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm great, Rachel. How are you doing tonight? I am doing great. I got to start with this, Rob, and just say to you, um, when you're talking about Alabama at this point, are there any deficiencies when, when when you're discussing them? Like, are people just trying to make up things about Alabama at the top and, and maybe made up issues? No, I mean, obviously, Alabama is a very strong team. And when you watch them, you see it. But then when you look at the metrics, uh, you know, top 10 offense, a top 10 defense. And so it, it is a well-rounded team. I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's, you know, some, some opportunities for them to improve. But uh, right now, they're pretty strong. Rob, every single week that we've done this for the past couple of weeks, I've gotten a lot of talk, a lot of questions about UCF number 11, the highest ranking for a group of five team. And they take on Cincinnati this weekend, uh, number 24. And then next weekend, Utah State and Boise State also in the top 25, a humongous season for group of five teams. Well, UCF's had, had a great year, obviously at 9-0, and uh, continue to be impressed with their offense. Um, but, you know, strength of schedule is something that we continue to discuss uh, as, as well as their defense. And then when you look at what Utah State's done at nine and one and people remember back in week one, Utah State went to East Lansing, played Eastern, played Michigan State right up until uh, the final buzzer. So, um, you know, obviously it's a team that's been on the radar and deserving of the ranking. And then, you know, Cincinnati's compiled, compiled a nice resume as well with a very strong defense. All right, Rob. This is a question that I've been so curious about having been a part of the mock selection committee, but I wanted to ask you this. How do you differentiate between two one-loss teams in terms of comparing their losses? For example, a Washington State this year and an Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, we look at complete resumes. So, you you know, you don't necessarily narrow it down, but that's a piece of it. And obviously, you know, the committee watches the games, um, the wins and the losses. So obviously we're very aware of Ohio State's loss to Purdue. And then when you look at what Washington State's close loss at USC. But, you know, for us, it's not just about narrowing it down to, to the losses. It's about looking at the total body of work, making sure we watch the games 
and, and observe everything that allows us to come in and have a thorough debate. All right, more on that. What was the reasoning in keeping LSU at number seven and Washington State standing pat after a big game versus Colorado? Yeah, I mean, obviously both of them took care of business this week, LSU at Arkansas and Washington State at Colorado. And again, if you watch the game, LSU's defense was pretty dominant for three quarters and they had an opportunity to score at the game's end and chose not to. Um, but when you look at LSU's total resume, they've played four CFP top 25 ranked teams. Uh, they've got some impressive wins. Their losses are against, you know, number one and I think number 13. So again, total body of work is strong. Rob, this time of year, a lot of people are trying to make a, an emphasis, right? They're trying to make an impact on the committee. They're trying to make a statement. And one of the things that, and, and I think it's my job uh, to be able to educate people on what happens in that room and what doesn't happen in that room. And I know you want to get that same message out there. Running up the score is not incentivized in that room. Would you tell us more about that? No, again, the committee watches the game. So we know exactly what happens in the games. Um, but no, we do not incentivize margin of victory by any means. But the most important thing is that we do watch the game, see exactly what happens and how the game flows. You know, another thing I heard this week, and, and I want to jump to the radio when I heard it, but I heard somebody say, Rob, brand has weight. They carry a lot of significance. And, and I know that isn't true, Rob. Would you would you give a uh, your statement as a representative and the chairperson of the committee that uh, what goes on in that room when you talk about brands or not talk about brands? That word never comes up in the room. Uh, you know, conference affiliation doesn't come up in the room. We're just looking at teams' performance through the week that we rank. This week we're looking through week eleven. That's it. We don't look forward. Um, that word never comes up. It's never part of the conversation. Uh, we're just looking at body of work and ranking the 25 best teams. Would it be okay if I asked you that question for each of the next couple of weeks? <laughs> yes, I'm sure it would because, uh, you know, it's one of those myths that's out there that will probably continue forever. Yeah, I, I will do that. Let me Tell me and all of the people that are tuning in via the CFP channels or social media channels, and thank you so much for listening. How have the conversations changed um, later on in the rankings, like we've been in it now a couple of weeks, have the conversation shifted or changed at all or new thoughts or ideas come up? Sure. Each week is another data point, right? So, you know, you get to see a team play, you know, injuries could happen. You could have wins over ranked teams. Um, so, you know, each week there's another data point, another, and another piece of the conversation. You can see how teams progress. You can see how teams regress. Uh, so that's all. It's a fresh conversation. We really do start with a clean sheet. Um, and then you have the most recent week's results to continue the debate. Rob, thank you so much, as always, for your time. I look forward to doing this with you next week. And if you're listening or, and watching this, make sure you get your questions in. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and we'll work those questions in. Rob, enjoy ranking and enjoy that iPad. Enjoy watching a whole other slate of college football. Thanks, Rachel. Appreciate all you do. Awesome. For Rob Mullins, a chairperson of the selection committee for the CFP, I'm Rachel Barbeau. I'm your college football playoff insider, and we'll see you next week right here on the CFP social media channels. Have a great night.